Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The idea was you could This huh? BF, the Custard TV podcast. Hello. Ik bin Hello. Luke, uh, editor and runner of the website. Uh, Matt's in the north. I am. Um, Gary's not. He's in the London area. Guten Tag. Anything in the week happened that we want to share with the loving listeners of the podcast? I, I, I was the first person in my GP surgery to have the flu jab today. I think you had to be really old or really young to have the flu well, jab. Well, I'm, I'm really ill. Gary. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does, he does fall under one of those. Well, I, do only have, I do only have nine toes, so, I mean, that's... That that's what you're going to say, I only have nine lives. Yeah. <laughs> Gary is a cat, everyone. Can yeah. we have a bit... Well, I living cat not... forward, so, you know. It's none of our business at all. But yeah. what's the latest on the whole toe thing? Is it oh, growing um, back or no? It's no. There's no signs of growing back. I get my shoes in two weeks' time. What, and so then I flip flops for nine weeks. No, yeah, that's right. No, I bet I had to wear some in sort of boot. large, a rebound boot, robo boot, as I've been calling it. Okay. Is it the same boot you were wearing when I saw you? Well, no, because that one broke, so I had to get a new one. How do you break a big <laughs> boot like that? Well, the strap at the top snapped about three weeks ago, so I had to collect You need to get one. a strap on. I know. I've been saying <laughs> that for a while. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. TV news, reviews and previews to come and the pick of the week at the end where we point your face at something worth knowing. Um, no oh, news, yeah. but after a week's absence away and time for the airlines to recover, Gary is about to head west. bit of pick-up news. Uh, firstly, Fox TV in this country will be showing the uh, TV show Orville, which we previewed over the summer. This is the Seth MacFarlane... I'm really glad that duck has made it over there. Oh, I know. The, the Orville. The Orville. The Orville, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Star Trek spoof, um, and, and apparently it tanked at the weekend when it was first shown in the States. Yeah, apparently no, nobody liked it. So. No, it's well, I don't know. because it's a comedy drama and, and it's 45 minutes. I thought it was going to be a half-hour Seth MacFarlane sort of crude sort of thing, but yeah. it's not. It's, it's a drama and people don't know what to make of it. 
Sky Living are going to be showing the Law and Order, the Menendez trial thing. You know, OJ with new people. Um, well, no, it's Edie Falco in a bad wig. I was oh, hoping we get that on the BBC personally. Just to, yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, well, well, we do know now. We do know now, yes, indeed. And, and ITV have, have cancelled their, their dealings with CBS, so therefore they've lost Scorpion and Mum, uh, or they've decided not to review. So Mom. I think Mom. Mom. Sorry, Mom. As, opposed, Mom, as opposed to Mum. Disappointing. I quite like I quite like Mom occasionally. Occasion, occasionally when I've got nothing to watch, an episode of that is, makes me laugh a, a couple of times. Are we going to talk about BoJack Horseman? Uh, well, I've only seen the opening episode. I don't know well, so have I. So, well, I've only seen oh, the opening okay. episode. Well, let's just set that up. So, the fourth series of BoJack Horseman came onto Netflix this week. This is an animated comedy show, only half an hour per episode. BoJack Horseman is a failed kind of previous TV star in America. He's a horse. I just thought I needed to say that. Yeah, it annoys uh, me every time where you don't explain. Yeah, no. <laughs> his agent is a cat. He's, he's, his best friend is a dog. You know, that sort of thing. But there are humans in the show as well. Uh, the new thing in this first, this first series is that BoJack Horseman is missing. He's not around. He disappeared at the end of the third series. So the whole first episode doesn't have him in it, apart from a voicemail uh, answer phone kind of message, which is hilarious. Uh, And Mr. Peanut Butter is uh, running for governor uh, of California. And to get governorship, he he beats the previous incumbent governor or loses a a, a race, uh, a ski race. He loses, but somehow becomes governor because of it. I have to say, I know that I when this show's good, it's really good. I didn't laugh at this once. I didn't enjoy this at all. I didn't okay. understand it. I thought it was the strangest plot they've done. And that's coming from a show where they did an episode last year where it was all set underwater. I just thought it was really peculiar and it kind of put me off. When I get a Netflix show, I might watch them all in one go and don't revisit them. So it was kind of a jolt to go to go back to this after a year and that be the opening because I didn't understand what was going on. I I, I kind of quite liked it. I mean, the end of series three was quite dark, for certainly for an animated comedy show. Well, you know, it was, all that was quite real. Dark. Well, like that's it. But la, but la, and... yeah, but la, last year was particularly dark. Um, so I I don't know. I thought I thought it was quite fun. The thing about this show is it is a journey throughout the series. You know, it's not def- yeah. it's not not defined by individual episodes so much. Yeah. Um, so I think it will be interesting to see what how it goes. Um, do is let you carry on at your leisure, yeah. and then that's very kind of you. Well, I will. I'm no, you're, you're, do that. you're a generous chap. Um, so, yes, that's now. You can now stream all uh, the episodes from Series 4 on Netflix. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, I would recommend going back and watching Series 1 to 3 because I think it is a, an excellent comedy show. With the reviews, it's Matt. Well, we'll start with the two sort of big hitters of the week, which is Liar and Relic, uh, both written by Harry and Jack Williams, um, who did The Missing and uh, The Missing Series 2. Uh, one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they manage that. Yeah. And One of Us as well and other things. This stars Ewan Grufford as um, Andrew. Which a- stars? You didn't say which. Oh, liar, liar. It's a good point. It's a good point. You didn't specify which one you were doing first. Ewan Grufford stars as Andrew. He is a surgeon. Yeah. No, he's yes. in the hospital. And I like he's... Matt, the way Matt talks, because you can hear the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why if you listen back to most episodes, my most common word is yes. Opposite him is Joanne Froggart, who's playing a teacher who's recently separated from her policeman 
boyfriend played by Warren Brown. Who, when was the last time we saw Warren Brown? That was one of the I things... I was trying though. to think of that. Was it the no. thing that he... By I, saw, I think I might have Yeah, but him. I thought it was yeah. by any means, actually. <laughs> is, this, is this a secret by any means sequel? Because he's in I there. Shelley Conn's in that police station. Yeah, if and they were all jokes. undercover on there, weren't they? <laughs> I, I, I still think was... of him as I still think of him as Luther's. Uh, you know, I know he got I think killed. He looked but I... a lot older, but I don't know whether that's him or they've made him. Look I think older. he he did a series in Canada that no one watched because no one oh, watched. Really? Well, people in Canada probably did. I mean, just we're subverting this. Um, they know each other through um, Joanne Frog. Is it Laura's Joanne Froggart's character? They know each other yes. through Laura's sister, played by Zoe Tapper, who we saw last week in Safe House. And they sort of organised to go on a date together, and they seem to get on well during the date. We don't see all of the dates. We sort of see no. them. And then the next morning, he's sending a text saying, oh, I had a good night last night. And she's basically wakes up in a state and then tells her sister that he raped her. And from there, it sort of unravels. We get We get slight flashbacks to the night before as we hear the two accounts of what happened. We get sort of question marks over both the validity of what uh, of their statements. She's saying he raped me, he, he, him saying no, I didn't, and um, you learn that she had some psychological problems. And there's mm. also a weird sort of subplot where Warren Brown and Zoe Tapper are having an affair. I didn't quite get that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was out of the blue, wasn't it? Um, he works at the police station where he's being interviewed, and there was a yes. scene where he walks right by it that people have picked up on. Mm. I've got some theories on this. This isn't as cut and shut as you might think it is, I don't think. You can't sustain six episodes wondering, is it him, well, is it her? Well, I read, I read that you find out after three, Joanne Froggart said in an interview, that you find out the truth midway through the series. So they're quite... You know that thing you normally do in the reviews that I hate? I'd like yeah. you to do it just this once. Um, Gary, um, what did you think of it? Thanks, Matt. <laughs> the, the episode certainly moved on at a good pace. I I didn't mind the flashback because it did kind of, although you know we get annoyed if there are flashbacks right at the beginning of things, it played away as showing you the story. What I don't know is, are the flashbacks being shown as somebody's opinion of what they saw, or are they being shown as like fact? Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. So that that uh, one this thing could that I thought be a was good intriguing. companion piece to the the affair. I, I did also... kind of yeah get a bit of the, the, the I did get a I bit of that. I feel that they that they are factual. I don't think they're right because I don't think you see them as like from people's perspectives. They're they're part of the narrative interwoven. That there was quite a lot, wasn't there, when in the police interviews about I went into the bathroom, she didn't move, you know, and her explanation was that she didn't feel able to. She was scared. So it, I still think there's quite I, a lot. I also think the bits with the ladies in the rape suite were almost better done than in Broadchurch. Church. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, the same. there was again though the broad, that I did get very flashbacks of Broadchurch at that because I think it was very similar. You know the way in which they well, it was sealed the door. It was identical, but well, I yeah. think it was better done. It was more realistic. Well, yeah, because you didn't have blooming David Tennant, Olivia Coleman hanging around, did you? No. no. Well, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm not even going to say of the two. I just really enjoyed it. I thought, uh, it, like you said, it, it went along very quickly. It didn't mm. feel like your bog-standard ITV drama, which perhaps it had been painted uh, by in the trailers. I was very intrigued by it. It kept me on my toes. I thought Joanne Froggart and Ian Grufford were very good. Yeah. Brown was interesting. It was nice to see. I, I, this will be something I'll be sticking with. 
What about you, Matt? Will you? Yeah, me too. Me? Yeah, I thought of of the two. I thought the certainly the more sort of character based piece. I think the the trick was, and I think it worked, that you had to sort of believe both of them that both of mm. them were telling the truth, yeah. and at the same time have your doubts about both of them. Yeah, and I think they, they did. They did. They did do that very well. I think because you've got the impression that something happened. That, this might not be the first time that Joanne Froggott's done this, or there was something because yeah. Zoe Tapper's husband mentioned something, and then you've got Ewan Grifford who there's something because he's a widower, but did something happen to his wife? That's something yeah. they seem to Well, be that's exploring. what Warren Brown is now kind of looking into, isn't he? He's looking into his background. My theory is, and the Williams brothers are much cleverer people than I, but I reckon that Zoe Tapper and Warren Brown are trying to get rid of Ian Grufford's character for some reason. And they know that her sister has this habit of um, perhaps overreacting or... or Yeah. And they're working together to discredit him and get him out of the picture. That's my theory based only on episode one. I didn't read into it. I, I agree. And I think what will happen is more things will happen that will discredit her story. Surgery. She works yeah. with him at surgery. She set them up together. Mm. So she's been the mastermind pulling the strings. So I, and the fact that the policeman and the sister are having an affair, maybe she's asked him, like, if I want to get rid of somebody, how can I do that? But yeah, you, there, there, there is. I think you're right. There is going to be a, there's a famous film, isn't there, where they say, rid me of Miss, you know, how can I get rid of this person? So that was Liar. That's Monday nights, 9 p.m. on ITV. Monday nights, 9pm on BBC One, is the other drama by the Williams. Relic, which is, uh, what? what is it, Gary, again? What is it's it back with? That is because this is told in reverse. Ooh, yes. yeah, I wish some bloody idiots <laughs> knew that before they were watching it because nobody on Twitter appeared to know that that's what they were watching. To be honest, I did not know that until we talked about it on Pick of the Week last week. But if I hadn't have known it, I would have got that within the first five minutes because basically this was about an investigation into a sort of serial killer who was mm-hmm. attacking people with acid. It starred um, Richard Dormer as Gary Best knows in Beric Dondarrion from Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, who plays Gabriel Markham, who's like the lead investigator. He's got like, um, was he attacked by acid or was he burnt yes. in a yeah, fire? It's, no, it's an acid attacked attack. Attacked by acid. He was attacked by, but he was allegedly attacked by the killer. He's a he's a bit mopey. He's going to like an all night <laughs> garage. He is a bit mopey. He's, he he was, mo- yeah. he's got a face on him all the time. <laughs> and there's and there's certain Literally. things happening we see things on a tv screen i really like this first like two or three minutes of relic because it was just like i don't know what's going on but i i'm intrigued by it you know he's going to yeah. a gravestone he's, he's putting a pill bottle on it and it, it was really intriguing then and then when we get the first of many flashbacks which um i think luke you appreciated the flashbacks here as they well, were you have to do them it's told in reverse you have <laughs> told to do him it. you're happy with that well, yeah, uh, if I know ahead of time. Yeah, um, but they basically did this thing, and I really liked it, like a visual cue where basically some of the actions you'd seen previously were sort of rewound as a cue to tell you we're going back now. And then it did say five hours earlier, blah, blah, blah. Well, people know because people don't rewind nowadays. That's like on tapes. <laughs> and um, and 
I thought actually those moments reminded me, those sort of like markers reminded me of the uh, the clock timers in, in 24. I don't know if, if you get that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of Without here, the noise. This is, this is where we are sort of thing. Started at the end, so you saw them catch who they thought had done it, and then you go, you went throughout the day and saw why they thought he'd done it and maybe he didn't do it and things like that. I'm not explaining it very well, but again, no, I don't... No, not, but I don't know how you can. It's basically, it's a drama that relies on you being able to concentrate. And I think anybody complaining about it on Twitter shouldn't have been on Twitter because... Exactamundo! Because you can't concentrate on something like uh, Relic. You possibly could with Liar because Liar was a bit more... Easy to there. There was stuff going on beneath the surface in Liar, but it was sort of it was easier to understand. Whereas with Relic, you had to really pay attention. There were little things going on. There was different relationships you had to explore. There's like an, a relationship between Gabriel and his um, colleague, played by Jodie Balfour, who you think, oh, they're going out, and then you learn, oh no, they're ending their relationship, and then you learn, oh no, she's his mistress. And I like that sort of progression mm. of of the story going backwards. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it's the the um, structure that I like more than the drama, because I'm thinking, is it just another sort of Nordic noir-influenced... Not gimmick so much, just like, would it be just like another river or from darkness or something I like that? I wondered that myself. Yeah. I know in your review, which you should read on the website, thecustardtv.com, go there now. It took him ages to write it, just... Just satisfying. Um, you said that you like Gabriel, not Gabriel, Richard Dormer. Yeah, I thought he had a good physical charisma, I would say. I, I didn't very... like his grumbly voice. It, just, it was just too... too... Mm, I I, I, what I found about it was I wasn't engaged with the characters. I wasn't that invested. I just knew I had to be invested to follow it. And the acid test, if you pardon the pun. Yeah, is, I was going to say choice. Litmus, is, litmus test. Oh, right, yeah, the litmus test, if you pardon the pun, which is, I didn't need it's to say. not really a pun. <laughs> um, Get on I with it. I don't know if I'll watch this with the folks, because I think they will struggle as much as everybody else, going, oh, I don't, why are they going backwards? And, oh, I can't keep up. Because it, it wasn't an enjoyable watch because of how much... And mm. we we have said before, it's nice to have things to concentrate on. It's nice to it's like be invested, missing, but... we said. A lot of people well, that... complained about the missing, didn't they? There was that, that I don't was remember what point. it was. Yeah, but the characterisation in that was so much better. And the, the pe- you understood who people were, or you at least cared enough to want to know but who I people think... were. If this wasn't by the Williams brothers and I didn't know what they were capable of, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd feel. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't know, honestly, whether I'm going to watch... We've got access to episodes two and three to watch if we want to, and I haven't felt compelled up till now to go, oh, I want to know what mm. happens next. Or, no, not what happens next, what happened before. I like yeah. what happened after. Did you see the t- my favourite tweet about it? Someone said, oh, I wasn't quite sure about Relic. I don't think I'm going to watch it again last week. I did like it. I did find it hard to follow. I think next week I will watch Liar Live and Relic on Catch Up and try and sort of, if I need to, stop and go back or stop and go, right, OK, I know what's going on here. But I don't think that's bad because, as we said with The Missing, intelligent television is good. I don't necessarily always want to watch something that I can have on in the background. No, no, no. That's I'm I'm not not like, no, 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 no. No, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying me. I like the fact that you have to concentrate on a television program sometimes. I don't think that's a problem. But I do, I do think that there will be people out there 
who like with the missing will say, oh, this is overly complex. Well, mm. tough luck. Put the Twitter machine down. Put for that 20 tweet minutes. down, sir. I tell you why I'm keen to watch the second one now. Thinking about it, I want to know how they'll do the previously on. <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> no, at the beginning they'll say next week. Yeah. I just do you know what? As well, they really missed a trick. I would have had the credits at the beginning. I think was it Memento, and yeah, obviously say, this yeah, bears a lot with Memento. They yeah. didn't have they had the credits at the end of Memento, but they went the other way. Yeah, that's something they could have done. Exactly, I, they, they could have, they could have, but I think that's because there is a story that they are trying to unfold. It's the mechanism they're using at the time, which we know they can do because they did it in the missing co- with the two different timelines. A couple you of had things. A very good point in your review that did I? If this was a well, no, you said some things are oh, yes. are worthy of binging. Yes, and this I'm, might be one. Can yeah. I make that point? I, yeah, what, make it again. Because we've talked about this previously, about the BBC not quite sure what they want to do with the iPlayer and yeah. putting it, like, for the example, what they did with Top of the Lake and a few of the comedies. This, to me, feels like the ideal show to have all the episodes available at once because it's, yeah. it's one where the timeline is, like, w- working backwards. So you could then see, is, is this for me, if you want to find out all together. And I think that works because of the structure. I understand why they're not doing it because it's a big crime drama from like two acclaimed writers. So it's 9 p.m. on a Monday night. Yeah, but, but I, I, I agree with what about Richard Dormer. I do think he's a very good actor. I think I, I, know, I, would I can say, see what Luke. I can yeah. see what Luke is saying. You know, there is the kind of like stereotypical uh, lead investigator with a yeah, problem. Damage. But yeah, he's but, got like seemingly happy family life. But what I was saying, well, Luke, was that he. Yeah, sort of yeah. happy. Yeah. Um, but um, well, no, I... was, uh, oh, hold on. Have I got the right drama uh, where basically his wife told him you end? No, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not happy yeah. life because she basically said you end it. Now was she? Now she's Swedish, isn't she? Or something like no, that. I, I recognise his wife from somewhere. He's foreign. Yeah, I'm going to look her up because I recognised her. I think she might okay. have been in an orbit um, in the world. I, I would say I, I thought he's a good physical actor rather than maybe when he speaks because your problem was with his voice, bizarrely. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, Richard Dorman. Luke doesn't like the way you speak, so carry on. Yeah. yeah. If you can sort that out. So, what, what, about, what about if you're not if you're not invested after two, Matt? Are you going to stick with it again? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Are you, so you're sticking with liar that we know. Gary's yeah. sticking with liar. But again, yes. if I'm not, if I'm not in, in it after two, no, I don't make any promises past the second. I will follow liar along live Monday yeah. nights. Relic, I might even wait for Wednesday because Doctor Foster is on Tuesday, so I might even make Relic my Wednesday. But what night about when Doctor Martin comes back? Well, I think I'll yeah, manage. <laughs> Can Go we on. briefly? Di- oh, it is. My apologies. Can we briefly? touch upon Dr. Foster 2. Of course. Gemma gets drunk and things ensue. Um, she has a wild night out. She sees Tom, the son, at the doctor's yeah. surgery, wonders what happens, yeah. has, has dinner with Sean. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. 
Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. The colleague, um, because he saw her, she breaks the, her oath just randomly to say, oh, yeah, he's got anxiety. She would. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then instead of um, staying for dessert with Sean, she goes to see Tom's friend Max for some reason. All I can imagine was the dessert was fruit salad. Yeah, <laughs> and then if it's not it, a cheesecake, <laughs> I'd start. And then she looks in the bushes outside uh, Simon's house for a bit, sees Kate with another man, and then she um, tries to have sex with James, the teacher in uh, the toilets at the only club in Palminster. By the looks all, of I, all I kept thinking through this, and I, I have to, I'll get to my opinion. But Matt, Gary <laughs> said last week that he doesn't. His parents wouldn't watch it because there's some choice language in there. There was a lot of choice language. Yeah. I think your mum would have had a heart attack if you'd have made her watch. That. And choice scenes. I'd forgotten yeah. that. The course we got a bit of that in the first series. I had kind of forgotten I, that. I have to say, I didn't enjoy this at all. No. The only thing I really liked was the stuff with Sean Brooke and Saran Jones because I thought they no, had. Well, I didn't believe it. That's the only problem. In what way no. didn't you believe it? I don't know, well, I just thought it was all a bit smarmy. I mean, maybe that's the way they're portraying it. From my view, what I saw it as, they were both trying to... Well, Gemma was trying to get something from the meeting, so she was yeah. trying to be smarmy. But as it went on, the guards started to come down and they started to act differently around yeah. the other. Yeah. And I, thought I, that, think, I think, but I, I don't know, because obviously later on in the episode, you realise that um, the, the other doctor it, it knows her ex-husband. They went it, to college yeah. together. We're on episode two. This one felt like filler to me, rather. There was no plot in it, really. No. It was just her being really... Cr- there was no plot Was in there it, a though. story in there somewhere, Well, yeah, Gary? There, there, there was plot, but her son, <laughs> went, her, her son visited the GP. That's plot. That was at the very beginning of an hour. The things we picked up in this episode was, one, as you said, Sean knew Simon from uni. He told yeah. her, basically, don't worry, Gemma will be gone within a month. Neighbour Neil, um, they were trying to set Simon up, find out where he got his money from. Instead, Neil got set up and had another affair. His wife kicked him out. As Luke uh, theorised last week that Simon did tell Tom something at that party and that's why he moved out because he yeah. said something about he needed all the information. And then at the end, we see that Tom has beaten up Max, possibly because of something to do with Gemma. The theory that I read that I quite liked, I think it was the Den of Geek review, is that... Simon has told Tom that uh, Gemma didn't want to keep him when they found out she was pregnant. And I think ah, that's right. quite a good... Because he's 15, they were married 15 years. That sort of... And that's quite a good one, but I don't know if, if that, that would be... Make, that would like certainly that. make sense. You I... know, in the future, if, if you think that their reviews are better, just take some of it, Matt, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah just, but it's just... not up till after I've written mine. <laughs> oh, um... What I would say is most reviews that I've read would say that they reckon that this episode went a bit mental and a bit mad. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I watched the episode after reading somebody's bullet points and I thought, I don't think this is quite as mad as perhaps people are going on about. It was really coarse and and rude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I, I felt if you were to ask me to sort of name it in a few words, I'd say vulgar and and a bit like that. Boozy. Yeah, you know, she's losing her mind a bit, you know, her son's not with her. But at the end, she, she got her plans back together, you know, she found out why her son was doing this. 
you know, she she reunited with him at the end because but she came one, into the school. So I think I'm, it's a frustrating watch because you can see that she's playing into Simon's hands, yeah. and you think after the first series and after how clever she was in the first series, this doesn't feel like the Gemma Foster we saw in series one, and it doesn't feel like the Simon we saw in series one. No. He's portrayed and, now as a pantomime villain. I think what needed to be done is you see him at home with Kate and their daughter and see a different side of it because you're only bit, getting yeah. the snarling villain I want you out of my life I want you know I want also, you to cheat on your wife and things like there that. Are, also, there I, found, I found her really annoying for the whole hour this time and I think if you start to find her annoying then the whole thing kind of falls apart yeah I know there are for one of them there are three things that I would like to say. Number one, okay. we all said that there was only one series in this, and I think what we're getting is a little bit of Broadchurch 2, in Luke's words, is the elongation of a story that probably didn't need a second series, but they were so successful they really wanted one. Two, I did like the little bits where her husband had called the estate agents every time, because mm. I do think that was quite a good psychological bit. It was bit. A quite little, yeah, that was a good yeah. bit of- uh, and the third thing I may have forgotten, um, but it was good. <laughs> you should no, always have it. two things. No, no, there was a third thing. I I have seen a lot of people on Twitter who are now saying, "Am I supposed to root for her because I don't like her?" And yeah, that's, that's the point the that we made. But last I would week like is, to point. So sorry, I was going to say I'd like to point out to Luke that you felt this way during series one at times I as well. I did. I did. I, I I'm more consistent <laughs> than the characters in Doctor Foster. This is what we're learning. Well, there's 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 nothing. There's nothing so wrong next with that. episode, Luke will love it. So if they've got like the first series, if they've got a really good final episode, will that negate everything that's happened? to this point because you that happened last series yeah i mean that's, I it, that's, that's a good point whenever i think of dr foster i think about those final eps and I, that final episode and it does yeah. stay in good um but yeah dr foster continues nine o'clock tuesday on one you're listening to the custard tv podcast the official podcast of the custard tv.com on Channel 4 on Wednesday nights, we've got the new sitcom back. It's written by Simon Blackwell, who's done Veep. It stars uh, David Mitchell as Simon, who um, he was a lawyer in London. Something happened. He's come back to run his family pub. At the start of the uh, episode, um, his father dies. So it's, well, his father's dead by the by the start of the episode. It's basically the plan for his funeral. You see him buying um, sausage rolls, I believe, is the first scene. Yeah. And um, during the time we're meeting Simon, we'll meet the people who work at the pub. Jeff McGiven is there as his, um, his brother, the brother of the dead man. And we yeah. see at the same time... Um, Robert Webb playing Andrew, whose connection we don't initially know to the rest of the characters. He's someone who thinks he knows a lot, but doesn't know as much as he or thinks. Or is he a con artist? Or is That's he a con I artist? Wondered. Yeah. And he comes basically back to the funeral. You see him at the graveside at the same time as uh, David Mitchell's character. And it turns out that he's one of the many um, foster children that they had during his upbringing. So, Dad, we never... We both knew, didn't we, that some things are... Anyway, there's something I I need to say. That I was never able to... Can't believe Dad has gone. I mean, Dad. Best Dad. Gone. Yes, 
dad... Uh, my dad has gone. Look, I, I was just... Go ahead, don't mind me. I was just remembering the wonderful times with dad, dear, sweet dad. Sorry, do I know you? Andrew Donnelly. I'm your brother. No, you're not. 1987, March the 15th to August the 6th. I was your foster brother. Oh, oh, right, you are one of those. Yes, of course, I'm Stephen. I know. Of course. You carry on with what you were saying. No, I... It's fine. Bye, Dad. You meant everything to me, and I'll love and miss you forever. Basically, then, it is sort of a war between David Mitchell, he's playing his usual, like... Fuss, what's the the best way? Sort of his little like nervous, worry, nervous worrisome yeah. personality. Play, playing David Mitchell, really. Uh, against Robert Webb, who's sort of playing the one everyone likes. What do we got, you guys think of this? I don't know. The problem was David Mitchell is playing every other character I've ever seen David Mitchell play, apart from Upstart Crow, which came back this week. I, I don't really know what this is about. I kind of got a bit of a Six Feet Under vibe, but I don't know why. Because You've never seen that, have you? you I have seen, seen, I've like seen the death element. Well, I've I've seen a few episodes before I made that decision. I suppose it's because a, one um, brother is returning. It's a prodigal and... son returning yeah. to the death of his father's, you know, his father's funeral to help run the business. Yeah, I just there don't is know. A, there is a comparison there. He's not wrong, Luke. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to watch another episode to really make a decision. Yeah, but it certainly I... didn't make me laugh. So, I laughed no. at bits, but it was more like a couple of lines. Yeah, of I suppose the bit at the end with the with the with the laptop playing pornography when it should have been playing no, music. I, did, I, did, I, I didn't find that, that funny. I didn't no, find but that, that was really. that was kind of like that kind of like mistake humour rather than. You know, I, laugh I rather loud. liked the thing about the the sausage rolls at the beginning. I thought that was quite a good. Oh gag. yeah, that was quite. Yeah, I suppose when you say it like that, maybe there were moments. But... There were good like. And the man, I, I love the reference to the pine. It was good, the pine. We liked the, the pine, pine, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the stuff with the pawn at the end, and I didn't like the, the whole thing with the dog. I felt like okay. that bit. But, yeah, well, I, this was all right. This this feels like something I could just put on an episode of sort of any time and just watch it. You know, it's, it's Mitchell and Webb, so, yeah. I had an interesting relationship with it. I was convinced it was going to be Peep Show Part 2, which it was not, as Matt said. Um, I really enjoyed, well, I didn't really enjoy, I enjoyed the first episode for what it was, although I agree it was quite crude in places, and the language was unnecessarily, you know, languagey. Uh, but says Veep, which sounds language Veep was always very clever in the way that it did it, though. Not always, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah. But I put on the second episode today, and I just found I, it didn't gel for me, and I, okay. and, and I sort of saw... Mitchell and Webb playing Mitchell and Webb more in this mm. second episode than in the first, and I just went, I haven't really got time for it. And that is the thing, it didn't make me laugh. I was just thinking, I want to watch something else, which is not the best yeah. attitude to have. It's not something that I think we'll remember very much, as we say. No, I don't think it's no. got a... Yeah, I think, I I think that's the problem, intrigued. is, yeah, I, I don't know how memorable this is. Kind of intrigued as to who... Robert Webb is and whether he really yeah. is, uh, um, but not enough to. I might go back to it. See what I did on Binge. episode six. And, no, just on episode six. Just watch episode six. And find out whether he was part of the family or not, because there's 
doubt there, isn't there, that maybe he well, wasn't the person? Well, no, I didn't think there was doubt. I think there was just there was just misremembering from both parts of how much. I did how like much, that. The, how, um, how much they were, how much they were friends when they were younger. What was that? Sorry, what was the something club? I can't remember what it was now. Oh, the, uh, the Toblerone Club. Yes, the Toblerone Club. I quite like I that. Bit. I know there was something about Toblerone. A tin star. Yeah, Tin Star, Sky Atlantic, Thursday nights, all now on uh, Now TV and Sky Box Sets. It is a brand new drama set in Canada that's going to air in the US as well. Tim Roth stars as an English policeman come to the town with his family. There's a bit of a question of what they're running from, what they're worried about. And why They've come from London, haven't they? They've come yeah. from London, yeah. He's, he's as cockney as cockney's come. He's brought his, his young son... His wife played by Genevieve O'Reilly, and yeah. uh, you know his who his daughter was in? Abigail Laurie. No, I don't yeah. know what she was in. Murder for being different. She was playing oh. Sophie Lancaster. So they've come to this Canadian town. It's a really small town where crime is quite non-existent. There's a new uh, oil company moved in to stir up business. The head of the PR company for the oil company that makes her presence known. She's played by Mad Men's Christina Hendricks. She comes in and sort of stirs things up and, and gets um, Tim Roth's character all riled up because of the mm. things they're trying to do to change the town. Tim Roth is also two years sober, so there's an element to what he was like before and why he's in the town in the first place. Uh, it starts in Fury. Yes, a Luke special. Yeah, a Luke special. A flash, but flash forward. So yeah. it starts with an intriguing scene that they've shown. If you got Sky, they've shown this. They've trailed yeah, this. I saw this as the trailer. I saw this. This is what, the trailer they yeah. show. What's annoying if you watch uh, this on Sky Go, like I did. They're showing adverts for the program in the middle of showing you the program, which so you, is really annoying. So you see, and I have to admit, it is a good scene. Yeah. They're driving along this snowy road. Um, they stop for petrol because the engine light comes on telling them they need petrol. It's kind of a deserted area. The petrol station's there. Tim Wiki sign. Out. Yeah, Tim Roth gets out to fill it up. Little boy of about five says, I need the toilet. Dad says, you'll have to wait. Gets back in the car. And the young daughter, Abigail Laurie's character, says, Dad, and there's a gunshot. Well, the, the, the mother does the mother, the mother does takes start him to... out the car. Oh, yeah, yeah just... Start yeah. to remove it. But yeah. there's a gunshot and she's covered in blood and it's really interesting and really keeps you interest and then they do that traditional thing. They show putting... the whole thing again. And what I could say in its defence before we start to rip it limb from limb is it looks stunning. The setting is gorgeous. Mm. And it's, oh yeah. It's, it's really is it filmed not... in, in Canada? In Canada most, it is. Mo- most things in America outside are filmed in Canada. Vancouver yeah. was used for the whole of the X-Files. So thank you for that Gary. I'll make a note of that. Thanks. Yeah. And <laughs> get on with it. Anyway, yeah. So it looks stunning. It's it, but the problems start from the moment they flash back because yeah. a it, it slows down to a crawl and b I wanted to smack everybody on screen for being unrealistic, un just just yeah. a really annoying pe- people like stereotypes. The evil guy who works for the oil company, this like bald German yeah. man who drives yeah. a black jeep stalking Tim Roth, and the doctor who ends up looking, you and know, I, dead. And I don't know whether it's because everybody around them is Canadian, but Tim Roth 
sounds awful. And there's, again, there's language in this that doesn't need to be there. He's effing and jeffing all the time. The daughter's swearing, and dr- I just think it's just. But did you think that was quite cute? The bit, the fact that the kid was going, "You said that." No, oh, I didn't mean no, to. We've you didn't seen think that, that was a interesting. Million, no, we've oh, okay. seen that a million times, and it wasn't necessary. And also, it's a weird thing to see on screen a family dynamic where it's like none of the family have ever met before. It was like they all got together <laughs> and went. And when you're going to well, be the, the mum, you're going to be the daughter, you're going to be the son, you're going to be the husband. The, 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 be- the best review here I've seen is the spectator's review, which basically just says, the headline is, I really wouldn't bother watching Sky Atlantic's Tin Star. Dear me, yeah. it's harsh. So it's just another, ca- and I haven't seen a Sky Atlantic drama I like. They get these amazing casts. Yeah, we said that about Fortitude, didn't we? They get these amazing settings, and they get these interesting premises, perhaps. Stick them all together in a blender, and something goes wrong. And a load of big name, and a load of and a load of big name actors. We said that about Fortitude. Lots of great actors. No script. There's no script in this. It's horrendous. It's stereotyped. It's It's just boring. It's just very dull. dull. Slow. It's that's what I found personally with it. Is I mean, as you say, the family has no chemistry. I, I think a lot of what you guys have said makes sense. You know, it, it's slow, it's plodding. It, 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 the, the, the sort of characterisation and the writing is, is not great. I do like Tim Roth, though. I don't. Uh, I think he's dreadful in this. Well, I that's, think he's that, throwing that's, it in. That's OK. We're different. Um, I like Tim Roth, <laughs> so I, 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 will, well, I will finish like episode Tim one Roth because of that. To the extent that you're willing to forgive him when he's not good in things. Well, um, no. I, I didn't still... like him in, um, in to me. Willington Place. No, but or, I really did. I read, no, I did like him in the other one that he did. But I trust, not trust. Lie to me. I've literally to me. said Sorry. it. I will watch finish episode one, and I will let you know next week whether I'm going to carry on or not. Uh, you can, right. of course. There are ten of them, so as not oh, to appear like ten, everything. And another ten to come. Got yeah, to be, how did this get recommissioned? Nobody had seen it when it got recommissioned. It got recommissioned before it was on. That's wrong. Reviews out, I think. Oh yeah, oh, it's nice to end on a positive note. Okay, pick of the week. This is where we point your face. Towards something worthwhile of your time this coming week in the telly box. I think I know what Gary's going to go for, so let's go to him first. Electric Dreams, Sunday night, Channel 4. Yeah? Well was that done. what you thought? Yeah, yep. that was it. Uh, this is a science fiction uh, anthology series. It, they're kind of all standalone episodes. They're all inspired by Philip K. Dick's short stories, he who wrote the work so that became... swearing and all. Well, no choice. Getting choice. I don't yeah. think that's... A, I don't think that... It's a, it's a medical term. Um, it's like someone's name. Yeah, so... Um, and, and basically, there's a whole load of writers. <laughs> Ronald D. Moore, who wrote most of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, so I'm particularly <laughs> oh, interested to, uh, to see that. And, and some great names that are going to be in it. Steve Buscemi, Greg Kinnear... I like the look of it. The Channel 4 adverts have intrigued me as well. This is obviously what they decided when they lost Black Mirror that they would pour some money into. Yeah. Well, I just asked Gary, how is Dick a medical term? Close. How is it not? I'm just envisioning like 24 hours in A&E and them just saying that to each other. Um, mm. I will go for uh, BBC 4, 9pm on Saturday night. It's the latest Nordi Noir at Black Lake. Uh, it's a Swedish thriller series. It looks good. We do like the old Nordic Noirs, and I think we'll all be talking, watching it and talking about it next time, guys. There's only one show yeah. that, that I the really one show. this week. No one, no. Well, kind <laughs> of. It's W1A, yeah. 10 o'clock, uh, BBC2. The final return, I should say, 
of the spoof comedy drama. This is the final series starring Hugh Bonneville and Jessica Steele. No, not Jessica Steele anymore. Jessica Hines. She married the Bean Hines Man. Hines means beans. Yeah, she married the Bean Man. It's brilliant. If you love the first two, you're going to love this. It mm. is superb. And uh, Matt and I will be discussing it in and the And Gary? Podcast. I'll watch well, the first one. I think I've watched the first one of most of these series. I actually. went to the screening as well of this. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Saturday, 9 o'clock, BBC4 for Matt's pick, Black Lake. There's a double bill of those on, as we mentioned. We'll watch one for the podcast next week. Electric James is Gary's pick Sunday at 9 on Channel 4. We will watch one of them for the podcast, as there's only one on that week. And, um, <laughs> good good <laughs> thing, that, really. Yeah. W1A, Monday, 10 o'clock, BBC2. We will watch one of them as well. Uh, for the podcast next week. We would love to hear from you. Perhaps we're not focusing on something that you think we should be. Email Custard TV Reviews. S on the end is important. At gmail.com. You can contact us all individually on Twitter or combine our Twitter usernames to have a conversation with the with three no of us. one. <laughs> yeah. You will need to put you know dividers, otherwise it will just be yeah. one long Twitter yeah. name. Yeah. At Luke Custard TV for me. At the Gary Show for I. And Matt's TV bites. We and would money. like your support on Patreon if you can find that. If you can find either some PayPal to give us if you a few shekels to get to so pass our able, way. Yeah. Also, they're getting rid of old tenors soon. So if you've got any of them, <laughs> about, no, 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 no. Apparently, some of the old tenors are worth a lot of money. I saw a thing on Reddit today. Well, then some become of the, some a twenty-dollar backer. Well, why, why are you reading Reddit? It's not 1999. <laughs> Reddit thing again. Yeah, it, Reddit, Reddit. Back yeah, that's where I get it's all right. my Twin Peaks and Game of Thrones knowledge from. Facebook, like us mm-hmm. on there, facebook.com, force us the custard well, TV. Two likes now, guys. Hey! Oh, for bloody ever. And also um, YouTube for our individual reviews. You can go back years and find out what we thought about all different shows. YouTube.com, force us the custard TV. Download this podcast and subscribe on iTunes. Write us a review. As the jingle says, rate and review us wherever you find us, and uh, we'd be very grateful. Next week, episode 199, folks. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that a show with Michael Burke? We talked about one. <laughs> 999. I know, that, uh, yeah. In reverse. Yeah. Bye. 999, which is 999 backwards, just in case you didn't know. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.